Hello. Welcome to the Chattahoochee Podcast. Welcome back. Episode 11. And do we have a fun episode for you here today? We're going to talk about the one and only Toby Keith. Let's get on down to the main attraction. (laughs) (laughs) Little less talk. (laughs) A lot more Tobias Keith. A a lot more. Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna have some good conversation about um, all things Toby Keith, past, present, future. I don't know yeah. what to <laughs> be expected. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We didn't feel right, you know, just following our traditional format with this one because if we're going to talk about our favorite Toby Keith songs, we also need to take the time to talk about the misses. He's and got some misses. Some sure misses and just some shameful misses that I feel like <laughs> we can't let go. They have to be brought. Everyone needs to know. We always try to paint the artists in a, a really positive light because, you know, we, we generally want to talk about all the good stuff, you know. Yeah. Nobody wants to listen to a podcast about just like this, us bashing on like every artist's, you know, weaker moments. Yeah. But we couldn't do this with, without mentioning a few... Uh, like you said, yeah. some major misses. Yeah, and they're just very, um, they're very heavy-handed and purposeful misses. You know, it's not just like, <laughs> hey, we tried something new, it didn't work out. He just kept going with certain things and didn't let them go. So, and somebody keeps listening, apparently. Uh, yeah, and that's that's. I don't know what's more upsetting: the, the some of the tracks themselves, or the fact that they're popular enough to merit more tracks of the same suit. That's, yeah, that's hurtful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're listening to this on the day it premieres, today is August 23rd. And would you like to hear about what happened this day in country music history? Grandpa, tell me about the good old days. Well, way back in 1969, Johnny Cash was at number one, of course, on the Billboard Country Singles with A Boy Named Sue. Ooh. Which I feel like in 69 for a... Uh, a country track to have that much steam to be a number one yeah. track and to be such a wild song. It really like, is. Like, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And uh, also, well, actually also in 1969, same day, Barry Bells, which is Al, which plays bass for Alice Krause Union Station. Oh, yeah. That's when he was born. How about that? It's a that? Hallmark holiday from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> they were sitting in the hospital room. They could hear the radio. They heard Boy Named Sue for the first time hit number one. Yep. <laughs> they named him Barry. They didn't name him Sue. No. They, they knew better, <laughs> having heard the song. Like, you know, we were going to go with Sue, but uh, I don't know. The stars aligned, and Johnny Cash <laughs> saved us. <laughs> All right, well, flash forward up to 1992. Boot Scoot and Boogie by Brooks and Dunn was at number one. On the country chart. Wow, yes. What a song. What a time to be alive, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The revival of line dancing throughout America. Yep, yep. What a song indeed. Hill toe, do si do. That's all those, you could hear that song a billion times, and Never you're not going to get sick of it. I can confirm that because I'd recently found some uh, thrift store finds of uh, that album on CD, oh, and... Yes. Um, um, the Alan Jackson debut album. Oh, yes. We just spin them constantly, and the songs don't get old. No, they do Those, not at all. Don't. 
<laughs> they do not at all. Well, what do you think? You wanted to want to get into talking about Mr. Toby Keith? Yeah, let's let's do let's do it all. Let's talk about the before the before times <laughs> when things were good. <laughs> we'll start off strong and make everyone happy before we talk about the bad times. That sounds great. That sounds great. Let's get into some Toby facts. Uh, so the great Toby Keith would be born and raised in Oklahoma. Um, he would grow up to be a, a someone that, you know, is a man of many hats. Mm-hmm. He did a little bit of everything. Uh, from a young age, he even uh, kind of worked odd jobs in his grandma's diner, which was a, I can't remember the exact name, but I remember the term supper club mm-hmm. being used in it, and that just sounds extremely cool to me. Imagine being in a band called Supper Club. No. Let's I just like it. want one of those old, um, uh, like, I can't think of what like the... Letterman jacket? Yeah, with that, but just a <laughs> Supper Club member yeah. with your personalized name on there. Just to let everybody know that you're a member of the Supper Club. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he'd do some odd jobs um, working for his at his grandma's supper club, uh, and that's kind of I guess where he would take interest in music because yeah. they'd have some musical acts there. Uh, he himself would even you know from a young age take the stage and uh, kind of guess fall fall in love with music there and gain right. a passion for it. Um, no sooner than Toby would grow up and graduate from high school, uh, he would go straight to work in the oil fields, and. While doing that, he'd kind of be working by day and playing some music by night in a band that he'd form with some friends called the Easy Money Band. <laughs> they should have stuck with Supper Club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Supper Club way cooler. <laughs> if you're listening, we call dibs on that. Like, Supper Club. Supper Club. Copyright, yeah. copyright. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess, you know, as quickly he as he had found um, some success working in the oil fields, he kind of moved up and got some promotions, moved up through the ranks and having a good time playing music with his friends when he could, but I guess it was kind of a situation. I'd seen some articles where he said, like, you know, if he got paid to go back to work, they'd just have to stop mid-gig and go back to work. So it's a pretty interesting (laughs) way to play music. Uh, He was riding high at the time, and then, like, the oil industry in Oklahoma would kind of start to decline, and Mm. things fell apart there, and he would uh, end up without a job and kind of low down, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, we turned to another passion he had in high school, which was football. He's and a big dude. I could see it. I could see it, yeah. Um, he would actually even end up spending some time playing for a semi-pro team in Oklahoma City called the Drillers. The <laughs> Oklahoma City Drillers. <laughs> um, before inevitably turning his focus back to music, is I guess his first passion he had as a young child. So, Toby, he eventually made his way to Nashville in the early 90s during the, you know, the rising popularity and success that um, that a lot of artists were finding yeah. this, this new traditional sound. As we've heard, I mean, that's been the story on several of our artists so far. Yeah. You know, you just kind of got to make the trek towards Nashville, see if you can make it. Give her know. a go. Yep. Yep, so he's uh so he spent some time playing clubs in Nashville and he's trying to get his demo out to different record labels and such. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, nobody bit there for a while. No. There's, nobody there's bit. plenty of people that go to Nashville and multiple times sometimes and before it, the the magic happens for them. Right. So he goes back home to Oklahoma. Same thing happened to Garth Brooks and I mean we see we yeah. see how that played out eventually, yeah. you know. So, you know, he didn't he, he didn't stop. A lot of people at that point would have been like, well, I tried it, 
and I didn't make it. So let's go back to the oil fields. Let's go hang it up. Let's go play for the drillers again. Let's go play, <laughs> to play left tackle for the Oklahoma City drillers. <laughs> so you know, Toby, uh, even though he didn't quite make it right off the bat in Nashville, he kept plugging away, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a friend that was a flight attendant. Well, that friend had one of Toby's demos and gave it to an executive from Mercury Records that they found themselves on a plane with. You know, that's kind of cool. That is. That's pretty cool. Kind of like the Alan Jackson story. It's totally serendipitous. (laughs) Serendipitous. (laughs) So that demo would wind up in the hands of one Harold Shedd, who was an exec for Mercury Records. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he obviously liked what he heard, this early Toby stuff, and he had to make the trip to go watch him play and sign him there shortly after. Yeah. Well, Toby's first single was released, and I it's kind of amazing that this was the first single that was released. Yeah. Should have been a cowboy. It'd be a number one hit on country charts and would climb into the top 100 tracks on Billboard 100 list. Which is impressive. You know... No longer was Toby dreamwalking. Mm-mm. He made it. He made it. Toby did it. No more dreamwalking for Toby. No more. He was in the big time. <laughs> Toby finally did it. He got out of the oil fields. He <laughs> he, he didn't have to play the supper club anymore. Um. <laughs> and it's interesting, too. You know, we, we said initially that uh, Toby was a man of many hats. Mm-hmm. And boy, was he ever, <laughs> because, you know, not only was he a great singer and songwriter in the early 90s, yeah. he'd also, you know, as his career progressed, he would end up with a lot of other ventures and a lot of other, you know, uh, positions or industries, I guess you'd yeah. say, overall. Yeah. You know, as we mentioned, he started out in the oil fields. Right. Uh, semi-pro professional football player. <laughs> Let's go Oklahoma City Drillers. I don't know if they I still want that exist. jersey. Yeah. The Keith one in it. Yeah. So some of those uh, interesting jobs or experiences he'd had, um, you know, the movie that he himself wrote was Beer for My Horses, <laughs> based off of the, the song, <laughs> which I've never seen. Nope, nope. And if I don't see it before I die, uh, I, that's probably okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's probably okay. <laughs> uh, I can probably just kind of guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's also, I guess, a huge fan of like professional wrestling. <laughs> Go figure. Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> but there was even one point where he made some appearances on like um, one of the wrestling programs that's TNA, mm. to where he participated even. And I even watched this clip because I was just curious. You know, like he participated in a match and he suplexed Jeff Jarrett, and I was like, well, I, I, I was like, now that I don't want to watch beer for my horses. But I wouldn't mind watching like a yeah. sixty-second clip of Toby Keith delivering a <laughs> suplex, and it it was worthwhile. I think he could have been a professional wrestler. You know, who he kind of reminds me of, like a supersized version of, is Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, <laughs> like on you know, remember on Ninja Turtles too when they like when Shredder he got a hold of the ooze and he drank it yeah. and turned into Super Shredder. It's like what, da- Diamond Dallas Page just drank the ooze and he turned into Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so he's had some, uh, quite a few acting roles. He also <laughs> was in what I assume is a terrible CMT original movie 
called Broken Bridges. Yep. Which <laughs> I once again have not seen. Probably won't. <laughs> Watch the trailer. Watch was, the trailer. It was painful. It was it was bad. And funnily enough, it's kind of about a washed up singer songwriter, mm-hmm. which could be you know like one day down the road, like some foreshadowing. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, aside from some acting gigs, he's also you know he's a, he's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. Um, of course, has a restaurant chain called Toby Keith's Bar and Grill. Or I love this Bar and Grill. I think maybe. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, I've decided for us. Hope you're okay with this. We're around 200 uh, followers right now on Instagram. Yeah, we get to 500, we have to go visit a Toby Crease Toby Keith's. I love this Bar and Grill location. All right. And the community, <laughs> the commu- it. and the community picks the menu. Well, they pick what we eat. <laughs> I'm sure the menus online. You guys just you guys pick the Plan entree, ahead. the starter, and the drink, and we'll go. Yeah, because <laughs> we love that bar. <laughs> Our kind of place. <laughs> uh, other business ventures is he had launched a clothing line at one point called TK Steel. <laughs> See, what I really thought she was going to say is that when we get to a 500 followers, <laughs> we're going to go each buy an item from TK Steel and wear it. <laughs> Post pics of it on our Instagram. We're going to buy a full wardrobe of TK Steel, and that's all we'll wear for a year. <laughs> we need to look at his cowboy hats, though. I mean, in all They're seriousness, good. he might have some good ones. It's it's worth a look. It's probably a weird mix of cowboy hats and, like, um, the sun hats that dad's wear to cut grass in. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> TK Steel. Business <laughs> sounds casual. Like it, it sounds like it would have been like his wrestling name is TK Steel. I can't help but think of like Blue Steel from Zoolander. So I hope it's just like a poster <laughs> of him and like some, uh, his custom denim and a button up shirt doing the Zoolander face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's dabbled in a little bit of everything, you know. He yeah, he goes for it. He's nothing's going to slow him down. Well, when you're a superstar like Toby Keith, you can kind of just pick and choose whatever you want to do. Really can. <laughs> just give it a go. <laughs> Man of many hats indeed. <laughs> well, here we are again. And this this time's gonna be a little bit different, but we won't spoil that for you yet. Yeah, we are. Um, we're gonna get into our Toby Keith top tracks. Usually, what we do here, if you are new to the show, if you are, go back and listen to all the other episodes. I don't know why you would start on episode eleven, but thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. You know, nonetheless. But uh, what welcome we, to the party. <laughs> welcome to the party. What we generally do is we will pick. Five tracks a, a piece for whatever artists we're covering on that particular episode as our top favorite tracks. And we don't know what the other person has picked. Sometimes they line up, sometimes they don't line up. And, um, you know, it's it's always pretty interesting to see what we come up with. Yeah. Yep. And we always also have, you know, three honorable mentions a piece that just didn't quite make the top five list. Yeah, but we felt, you know, needed to be included. There are tracks worth talking about. Right, right. So, yeah, this one, uh, I think, was pretty pretty easy for me. Because mm-hmm. there wasn't a ton. Well, that... <laughs> there was just, like, these glimpses of, like, so much potential, I feel like, in the yeah. early 90s. Like, out the gate with 
all of the artists and the mm. different styles you had at the time. He was kind of his own individual right. and had a unique sound that still had a lot of the, the traditional vibes about it. Right. And he had some great tunes overall that, you know, some, some ballads in there and stuff. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, if he, if this is the lane he stays in, this is going to be great. Right. Well, sometimes there's forks in the road and <laughs> you take turns and things happen. And <laughs> things happen. Even like, even going into the very late 90s, he still had a couple glimpses of mm-hmm. greatness that you're like, man, I don't know, maybe you should kind yeah. of like stick with more songs like that. Yeah. But he did not do that thing. No. <laughs> and, you know, he's a songwriter himself. He penned a lot yeah. of his tracks. You're like, wow, this, he's extremely talented as a songwriter. And right. then you'd hear the opposite of whatever that amazing <laughs> song was. And you're like, is this the same person? Like, <laughs> Is he sick? <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> so much promise, I feel like, and so much heartbreak. Like, I like to imagine that... Um, if you ever heard of that documentary, that crazy documentary that was on Netflix for a long time, Paul McCartney really is dead. Mm-hmm. Where some, like some crazy person made up this whole. I think it's made up, obviously, because it is that it's insane yeah. if you've watched it. Like there was like this big theory that Paul McCartney is dead, and they like replaced him with like a carbon copy. Mm-hmm. That so like the person <laughs> we know is Paul McCartney today is not him. I like to imagine that's what really happened with Toby Keith and like. The good Toby got left mm-hmm. behind, basically. Yeah, and we're stuck with some sort of uh, lizard man Toby Keith and <laughs> some sort of alien entity that's been replaced by a real Toby that we love so much. <laughs> so that's this. That's kind of my my theory on all this. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna find peace with what has happened with Toby. That's that's what I'll go it's with. It's the only logical explanation at this yeah. point. <laughs> well, what do you say? Do you want to kick us off with your yes? Here we go. Getting down to the nitty gritty. Yep, yep. My first track, my honorable mentions. This is a really, really wild pick for me, not just for Toby Keith, but I think as a whole thus far in the show. Okay. Double Wide Paradise. (laughs) I want to hear all the reasons that you love it. (laughs) You got an hour or two. Uh, yeah, so the Double Wide Paradise comes from the 1997 album uh, Dreamwalking. This was actually released as a single, but I don't ever really remember hearing this on the radio. Nope. Ever. Nope. And apparently even broke into the top 40. Oh. Usually top 40 is like what you hear typically when things are popular. You yeah. hear like the top 40, 50 tracks. I don't remember hearing this nope. song at all. Mm-mm. Um, and once again, like I said, very strange pick for me, but I think it makes... The cut just barely into my honorable mentions based on the fact that it's so weird musically. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what catches my attention. Yeah. And I just can't, I can't explain it. I just kept going back and listening to it. Mm. And the more I listened to it, the more weird that I thought it was, but the also the more catchy that I thought it was. Yeah. I couldn't get away from it. <laughs> um, it sounds like a country tune. Right. It fits the time. It's period appropriate, you yeah. know, in sound. But it's also really weird in the fact that on like the outros on the courses they use really weird like vocal effects like yeah. sounds like flange or something on his voice or he sounds like he's in a spaceship or leaving the universe <laughs> it's really trippy in general but especially for a song from 1997 in yeah. country music 
So yeah, if you've never really picked up on the vocal effects on Toby's voice on that one, <laughs> worth checking out. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, my my first honorable, my number eight spot. It's a song that uh, a lot of people that if you are blessed enough to remember Toby's early days, you will know this song. He ain't worth missing. Oh, he ain't worth missing. It's a it's a good catchy song, and I love one of my favorite things about it is like the little music breaks in the intro. It's got like the like the piano the da da da. It kind of just dry, like carries the song for me. I don't know. Lyrically, it's really good. I think it's I think it's super super catchy. He's flying high tonight. Yeah. He's found a brand new lover. New lover. I mean, and you know, even today. Toby Keith doesn't have a bad voice. No, he is a, like I mean, I like his voice. Yeah. I mean, content wise, I'm not crazy about the last twenty years or so, but I really like Toby Keith's country voice. It's good. He's almost like a, a wish version of Tracy, uh, Tracy <laughs> Lawrence, because like they both have incredible vocal range. Yeah. And they can hit the lows, and right. they can really hit the highs. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sing a lot better songs. I won't say who. But. You can be the judge here. Yeah. <laughs> you you get what we're you get what we're saying here. <laughs> yeah, I dig that song. I totally dig. He ain't worth missing. Yeah, and a, another one on that track too. I feel like is with a lot of those songs that feature piano in the early nineties that mm-hmm. he did. Is that the bass and piano just go so well together and just yeah. drive the whole thing? I feel like yeah. Doom. It's very much 90s country sounding. Yeah. Like it's got all the, it, it checks all the boxes of 90s country sounds. Very sound, pleasing to know. the ears. Oh, yeah. Okay. Moving down to our number seven in our honorable mentions. You Ain't Much Fun. Oh, really? Yeah. That low, huh? This one came from Boomtown. Um, almost the number one hit. It climbed all the way to number two, and just so it just fell shy of being a number one hit for Toby. I was surprised um, it wasn't. Yeah, uh, this one is a strange one. I feel like because he he has co-writing credits on this, along with someone he used to co-write a lot with by the name of uh, uh, Carl Goff Jr., I believe. Um, and they wrote this after I guess they were discussing one night while Toby was sitting writing songs. He was discussing like his personal matters of mm-hmm. uh, experiences with recent sobriety. Yeah. I guess from going a little too hard in the paint yeah yeah <laughs> and i guess after that conversation he's like we need to write this as a song <laughs> like, i hope you don't mind i'm gonna exploit your all your feelings yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be rich bud <laughs> but it's uh ain't much. it's it's clever it's yeah. so clever a super uh, popular track played all the time on the radio i can oh, yeah. remember knowing all the words to this <laughs> yeah. weirdly like unrelatable to me yep being like, ever since I quit bringing Mondo's a snack time, you know, kindergarten teacher, she just ain't much fun. Like, <laughs> I always felt like it kind of like reminded me of something, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And then while like doing some research, I'd seen where like one review of the track, they'd kind of stated that it had like a touch of Roger Miller about it. Just mm-hmm. in, like, it's like uh, the way it's arranged mm-hmm. and the tale it tells lyrically. Yeah. And after that, it kind of clicked for me is that I think that it reminds me of Roger Miller's dang me. Just both yeah. in content and sound. And like it kind of, it's kind of, uh, 
it kind of reminds you of how loose his vocals are. Mm-hmm. Like on, especially like on like the beginning of the verses, he kind of like like loose loosely rolls through the verse. Like that is very Roger Miller like. I had never yeah. thought about that. I think before. it kind of plays into the whole like supposed to be stumbling in, yeah, uh, under the influence or drunk. Like it, you can kind of hear it in the voice. He plays it well. That's smart. I like that. That's good. Well, down to my number seven. And, uh, you know, it kind of hurt to put this one this low because it's a great song. Mm-hmm. Dreamwalking. Ooh, that low, eh? Yep, yep. She's calling my name again. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of really cool musical moments in this track. And... Lyrically, it's just another one. Lyrically, it's a great song. Clever. It's just a well-written country song. Yeah, I love it, man. That um, I don't know what it is about, um, like the outro of the chorus. That I'm on a roll now. I gotta know how the stream uh, <laughs> did you watch? Did you go back and explore the music video for this one? I didn't watch it. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long, long time. It's good. It's good. <laughs> He's um talented singer songwriter, but early on in the nineties, he was surely cutting his teeth when it came to acting. Just watching him like act and pretend to run down this hallway chasing somebody, yeah. <laughs> and just like you know all the weird. All the weird '90s vibes of mm. '90s music videos, anyway. Like it's it's good. What's funny to the about those two is like somebody signed off on that. They're like, "Yeah, this will look great on yeah. CMT." Somebody was in charge of that decision, <laughs> and uh-huh. that's and got paid crazy money. I'm sure to, to make that oh, decision. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. '90s budget, like the budget for music videos in the '90s was insane. Yeah, it was crazy. Like and like looking back now, it's like. That was such a gigantic waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, you know what? <laughs> the we... record industry will never decline. We don't have to worry about it. Let's just spend millions yeah. of dollars on a music video. It's about ridiculous things to put in this music video. If we go over the top, it'll overshadow how bad of an actor this artist is. <laughs> like, I think it also spoiled us maybe just where we started early on and we did Tracy Lawrence. Mm-hmm. It's because, man, like, I'm... For as weird and as out there as his videos were, like he pulled it off. He was a good actor in those. Like, hey, I think so. He has some charisma. I think so. I'd For like sure. to know the budget on those. <laughs> How I much mean, do they pay to rent that boat, the one where he's a pirate? I mean, think about it, though. If um, If the original Star Wars trilogy had access to the same... <laughs> amount of technology that and was money. pumped into these <laughs> these Tracy Lawrence videos, it would have been even better. Yep. You know, <laughs> they would have been so lucky. As Hot to... take: Tracy Lawrence cinematic music video verse <laughs> better than Star original Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I mean, you watch them back to back, then you report back, see what you say. Well, if I watch the Tracy Lawrence cinematic music video verse first, I'm probably just going to watch that again. And again, and again. never even get to Star Wars. Like. <laughs> so we're moving on to our last yeah, Star Wars. I guess. Well, we've shunned Star Wars. 
Okay, my last honorable mention is Boomtown. Boomtown. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, title track for the sophomore album uh, that came out in '94. Uh, not and kind of odd. I feel like for most title tracks in in the period, mm-hmm. typically if you had a title track, it was pretty much guaranteed to be a single. Right. This was not a single. Nope. Nope. What was the title track for the album? Um, he pinned this one himself, and I would imagine he probably like given the context, it probably like drew on a lot of like life, yeah, and personal experience, right. And I feel like this is one of those ones that's a it's a well written song, and it's one yeah. of those ones that makes you think like, wow, this guy can do it. Like he's he's got the goods. He can sing. He can write really good songs. Yeah. Um. I love the mix and the arrangement in this one because I don't know how they got there if they were going for that kind of sound, but it really reminds me of like uh, the Kentucky Headhunter sound musically. Yeah. It's real like chunky yeah, okay. mm-hmm. and the guitar solo in there sounds exactly like something you'd hear in a Kentucky <laughs> yeah. Headhunter song. Yep. I, whole, I wholeheartedly agree yeah. with that. But just like that first line of the course, which is uh seal was the blood that flowed through the soul to keep a man working when it's 40 below, like <laughs> top notch line there. Kentucky. Yeah. That's good. It's a shame they killed him off and we've got a new Toby now, yeah. you know? <laughs> Down with Lizard Man Toby. <laughs> Five-star review if you agree. <laughs> what do you got for uh, your last honorable mention? My last, my number six. You shouldn't kiss me like this. You know, anytime I hear that song, I get a funny feeling. And... I, yeah, I just can't explain it. Something goes right through me. Something <laughs> heart, crazy thing. My heart skips a beat in time. <laughs> that is a good song. Yeah, it's just it's just another somehow super well written country song from Toby Keith. Yeah, it's and, good. And I almost had this one in my list. I think one of the things that sours the only thing that sours this one for me it was mm. how. Bad and weird. The music video was. The for music this one. video was bad. Like it was not good. Yeah, for whatever. It has some heavy like Garth Brooks that summer vibes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Well, we don't need to go here. We we went there a few years ago. We're good. We it's ain't not gotta good. go back. Yeah. <laughs> They're all watching us now. I Which bet is they are because too. she's somebody's Kyle's mom. She's like fifty five. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, very that summer vibes, very uh, Stacy's yeah. mom vibes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that Diamond Dallas page with Stacy's mom. <laughs> it is. Uh. <laughs> but if you do, baby, kiss me again. That's a good song. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah. good. Like, and I'm not ashamed to say that these songs are good. You know, no. if they're if it's a good song, it's a good it's song. It's a good song, and not and for what Toby is present day, like there was a time when he wasn't a lizard man, as we yep. determined that we yep. all loved him and he was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I remember what music video was it? Was it a was it one of the Travis Tritt videos where he had like a hundred cameos in it, like all kinds of country stars? Mm-hmm. And Toby's like just like he's hanging out at like the catering, and he he's just like eating the entire. The entire video. <laughs> I can't remember right off which which song it was. I need to go back and look for it. Must find. <laughs> well, here we are again. We've made it back to our five. 
top five tracks. Here this we is go. where it gets interesting. Yep. Yep. You want to kick off here? Yeah. So top five for Toby Keith. Number five for me. Who's that man? That love. <laughs> Who's oh that man? Who is that man? Uh, another one pinned by Toby himself, uh, and another one from Boomtown. Hat yep. trick, did it. Three from the same album. Yep, yep, there you go. Uh, this one hopped on the charts at 74, but quickly became his second number one hit. The beginning even of the song is great. You get the little sizzle on the cymbal to start out. Yeah. And then the, the and again bass. with the bass dun, and keys, dun, just dun, driving the dun, whole track. Dun, 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 dun. And they really, like, it's some beefy bass on that, just don't. Doom, doom, I love doom. it. It's good. It drives it. It like you you can tell from like before you get any lyrical content at all, you can tell just by like the feel of and I think that's really good musicianship. You can tell by just like the feel of the music before the vocals even start. Like this is gonna be kind of like a heavyish yeah, like, feeling song. You know, this is like, I ain't gonna feel hear. good after this. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. And then like it's another one that's great, like music video wise, is just Toby driving around in a truck through town, you know, being a creep, I guess. Yeah. Like, like there's just shots of him, like, just <laughs> driving by a house and looking off the road for eight seconds. And like, whoa, whoa, guy. Like, eyes on the road. Um, But the question in this that Toby wants to know is, who's that man running his life? Who's that man? My question is, that I want answered is, who's Toby telling all this to? <laughs> And I kind of like to imagine that maybe there's a gas station across yeah. the road from this house. <laughs> and he's just in there telling the cashier, like, hey, that's my house and that's my car. That's he walks my, into Speedway and That's my dog it. and that's my yard. <laughs> and the cashier probably just doesn't care at all. He's just like, that's crazy, go. That's crazy, man. So, like, two roller dogs and a Coke, is that all? Like, let's <laughs> let's go. He's, he's just reaching under the... <laughs> The desk yeah. there, <laughs> dialing nine one one. It's like, okay, this guy's gonna murder this lady tonight. Staff, this is it. He even has a uh, a, tell- tr- a, vi- a vehicle. He has a truck that they don't um, recognize on purpose. He's telling me about this tree planted in the yard. Like he's he's gone. Like, <laughs> he knows where she sleeps. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> he showed me the window. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Who's that man? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, my number five. Wish I didn't know now. Ooh, I love this song. It's a good, good one. I think my favorite song. My favorite thing about this song is the lead guitar. It's it, slick. Man, it just. <laughs> And like he just keeps going with it. You get that sweet guitar riff that goes straight into that awesome bass line on the verse. Oh my gosh. I'd like to know who played bass for him on that these records. Yeah, he's a hero. That's man, that's that's good stuff. I think um like it th- this is one of those songs like you don't even like super understand like we didn't anyway cuz we were kids mm-hmm. when this song came out, you know. Heard on the radio all the time. But like you don't like fully like understand what they're saying when you know when when they go through I wish I didn't know now what, what I, I didn't know, know then that. like hold on what what Toby <laughs> Keith and your riddles <laughs> but I heard a story about this song 
and it was kind of similar to the, and it may even been with the same dude that he was talking about, like with um, he ain't mu- ain't much fun, mm-hmm. but um, it was apparently really close to his buddy's like exact like life scenario at the time, like it was straight out of this dude's like <laughs> diary basically, yeah. but that's another one, yeah. He probably do mad once they get the royalty check. Yeah, he's like, let me take that hurt in your heart and turn it into a hit song. Yeah, like I guess he delivered the line. I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. I thought it was that one's interesting too because I guess that line, I assume, has to originate from uh, Bob Seger's mm-hmm. "Against the Wind" because yeah, it has yeah. that line. I didn't remember how she held me oh, oh so tight. Wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. Yeah. I'm not saying that you could ever be true. true. I just don't want to know how it ends. We match those songs together. <laughs> See if somebody's done that on YouTube. Yeah. You still have my heart. And he just he just shreds on that that lead like the entire song. And they you got those little the it's just good good musicianship. Like it's it's impressive to me. Like on these on these '90s tracks, when somebody can really be like tearing up the uh, the lead guitar, but like not make it so overly rock and roll. Yeah, it's like it's almost like it's its own genre of like early country rock. Oh yeah, you know, you know it's cool. I enjoy that. Okay, Honda number four. Number four for me is Dreamwalking. Dreamwalking. Pillow talking. She's calling my name. Let's that vibrato roll yeah. too. So catchy. Like, thank you, Toby. Uh, the title track for his 97 album of the same name, yep. Dream Walking. Uh, and the third single release from it. Once again, like we said earlier when you were talking about it, it's just it's a well constructed song lyrically and it's right. just clever. Yeah. As far as the play on words. Um, and I think it's one of those songs that just kind of gives you like an all-encompassing, like what is 90s country? Yeah. That's one of those tracks that you would let somebody hear that you get yeah. the 90s oh, yeah. country sounds from. Yeah. Like it's the instruments and the arrangement and everything. Like it is 90s country to the core. Mm-hmm. Um, I said earlier, you know, great song, terrible music video. Oh, yeah. It's, um, and a lot of those early music videos, he reminds me of, like in Ricky Bobby, when he's just like, I doing the interviews, like I I don't know what to do with my hands, like what if, I just hold them up here. Or, he's just kind of like taking weird poses and attempting to like uh, maybe interpretive dance or something along those lines. But he's it's not always good. Why would somebody not say something? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like don't him, like pretending to run and like falling, chasing her. Like, <laughs> none of his facial expressions are real convincing. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> All right, I had a feeling we would do this, maybe, maybe even more than once. But uh, my number four, you ain't much fun. Ooh, yep, you ain't much fun. I sobered up and I got to thinking, man, I just I love how how clever these yeah. the just the chorus itself is. Yeah. And the guitar, too, on this, like right off the bat, is fantastic. 
And just that, that first verse is gold start to finish too. Mm. Come home late, not a minute too soon. Barking, Barking like, like a dog. dog. Howling uh, at the moon. You'd be mad <laughs> as an old wet hen. Old wet hen. Up all night, where I've been. <laughs> nah. And apparently, when he was when he was a a fall down drunk, he didn't do like anything around the house. Like he just now started taking the trash out and feeding the dog. I, I don't think it's that she's not that she's that not that much fun. Is maybe you're just having alcohol withdrawals, bud. Like it seems like that was the top of your priorities there, baby. <laughs> it's honey, do this. Like how dare her ask me to take out the garbage? Or maybe he was just like dead drunk trying to get the trash out the door and just. Out there laid on the sidewalk, like <laughs> she's she's like Jonah Hill on Superbad. I'm I'm like a single mom. I wash and dry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're no help at all here. Like, what are you doing? It ain't much fun since I quit drinking. <laughs> okay, moving into the top three, are we? Yeah, here Woo. we are. Here we are. Okay, my number three is one that you've mentioned. Okay. Wish I didn't know now. Wish I didn't know now. And you know, like, this track, I I wish I didn't know now when I didn't know that. Right. <laughs> I wish that <laughs> I could start this whole thing over again. <laughs> I'm not saying that Toby couldn't be true. I, I just don't want to know how it ends. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> he still has his heart in the palm of our hand, you know? Yeah. Still has our hearts, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, I just wish he still wrote songs like this. Like, yeah. if he still wrote songs like this, I would still be listening to present-day Toby Keith. Not, yeah. Not the imposter Toby Keith. <laughs> it's catchy. It has a the hook so good on it. Yeah. And, man, come come home, naughty Toby. Like, he's <laughs> locked up out there in a dungeon somewhere or something, I guess. We need, we need to make our own documentary, Toby Keith Really Is Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Toby Keith, Lizard Man, the imposter. <laughs> Netflix will pick that up for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My number three, and um, I have a feeling, I have a feeling this might be in your your top two, but I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. We're, we're gonna have to see a little less talk and a lot more action. <laughs> I'll th- this song. Is it's almost more of a rock song than it is a country song. Mm-hmm. But originally, I found out that this was a, uh, a Hank Jr. song. On really? One, yep. It was on one of his records. I don't think I've back. ever heard that version. I hadn't either. But the, the guitar in it sounds like like George Thurgood and the Destroyers. Very like, much bang, so. Bang, bang, bang. Like there's quite a bit of distortion on that that guitar riff. Bang, bang. And that really the the whole song is like built around the guitar parts on mm-hmm. that. A lot more loving is what I need. It's um it's kind of um a a little slower feeling T R O U B L E to me. Like that's yeah that's kind same. of the vibes it gives off. Very to much me. so the same. I can little see that less talk burn out a lot more Dude. action It's a solid number three. I like that. It's a good number three. The final two. The yep. top two. Yep. Um, for me, my number two 
just barely making it into the 90s, actually, uh, from the album How Do You Like Me Now, which was re- released in November of 1999. Yeah. That's how close it was to barely getting in to the 90s here. Mm-hmm. Um, Country Comes to Town. Country Comes my to Town. My number two. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this one was released as the third single from that album, uh, and it climbed all the way to number four on the charts. Yeah. And when I started building my list for this episode, definitely not a song that I envisioned would be. I thought I would have it in my top tracks. Yeah. But I didn't know where it would fall. I forgot this song existed. Just straight up forgot yeah. it existed. But I'll say this. like I'm I'm not a hayseed. I'm not a plowboy. <laughs> I'm not a farm kid. Yeah. I'm not a cowboy. <laughs> but I love this song. Yep. <laughs> I, it's just, it's got it all. And it's like epic, I feel like, throughout... Yeah the structure of the song and the instruments. Like I said, it feels like they double booked the studio that day for Toby <laughs> Keith and a horn section to come in and do an album. And he was just like, Hey, y'all want to make a country song? And they stuck around because <laughs> this, this song has it all. It's got a lot. It's a lot. It's very full. <laughs> and even like, there's some fun stuff sprinkled in there musically. Like for one, the music video on this, if you look in the back, the drummer is sitting back there with a Garth Brooks mic. <laughs> and a ton of drums. Yeah. But he does some really like little niche slick cymbal uh, fills and mm. fills throughout that that you just don't really hear until you sit down and give it a good listen. Right. Like, man, really impressive musically. This, like I said, I I had forgotten this song existed until, um, until you had mentioned it. And um, so I went back. And and I was like, how do I know all? Because at the at the time, it didn't yeah. even click. Like, what is this song? And then I was like, how do I know all the words to this song? Yeah. And then it finally clicked. It's like, oh, seed, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just I can't. I kept this one. I knew it would have to be my top three after like the yeah. second or third day because I just kept waking up with this in my head. Like within the first ten minutes of being awake and having coffee, I was like, "What am I humming?" It's like, "Oh, country, country's came to town to yep, stay." It's in my head. Come to town. <laughs> A weekend set on this hillbilly world. <laughs> country comes to town. My number two should have been a cowboy. Oh, should have been a cowboy. Should have been a cowboy. Should have learned to rope and ride. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, this is. I heard this song so many times growing up on the radio. Like all the time, they mm-hmm. played this song on the radio. And I think it's another one of those country songs that tells like a really cool story, like you one that you can visualize really well. It has all the perfect. Um, callbacks and references for the content of the song yeah now there are some uh there are some uh misheard lyrics on here that oh, i don't yeah. well I, I don't feel as if i can go into it here mm-hmm. like there's some things i remember hearing it on the radio and thinking can they say that on the radio <laughs> like why like why did he have to like like toby don't get vulgar like that's not necessary i'm a child dude so if you really want to know what I thought it thought it said, if you see me out somewhere, ask me and we'll talk about it. But I'm not going to put this out on the airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, great song about, you know, your regret and not becoming a cowboy. Because it sounds like from the picture he's painting, it's pretty awesome. 
<laughs> oh man. I think I just found the line and going through the lyrics in my head. <laughs> we'll talk about yeah. it later. <laughs> well, I'm I'm uh, really excited to hear your number one now because I'm not sure what to expect your number one to be. So that'll be a, a fun mystery here. Mm-hmm. My number one, however, is the song we just talked about. Should have been a cowboy. Should have been yeah. a cowboy. Go west, young man. Haven't you been told this is. Toby Keith's best song ever. <laughs> um, it's my number one, and this is Toby's number one. It's his first hit single that, you know, got him out there and into yeah. the world. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, I will say, a little secret, it held, ever since I made, initially made this list, it held that number one spot for where, a hot know, minute, yeah. A hot minute. And I just love it. It's the song, like I said, that kind of takes you back because we heard it so much. Right. Growing up, so there's a lot of memories tied to just hearing that song in itself. And it also just takes me back to a time, you know, it was the beginning of our relationship with Tony of Toby. We were yeah. we were young and innocent and we we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. <laughs> what is your uh, mystery number one? It's a song that we've talked about already. <gasps> Who's that man? Oh well, <laughs> my favorite Toby Keith song is the creepiest that's your house Toby and that's Keith your car. song. <laughs> but um, I have a little bit of a correlation here, and it a lot of it stems from how I feel about Toby these days, and it makes sense now that his name is Toby because yeah. the first thing I would ask him if I got to meeting meet him is like, what gives you the nerve? What gives you the right? And I want to just tell him, I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. He's Toby Flinderson. He is Toby Flinderson to me now. Why are you the way that you are? (laughs) Why are you the way that you are? And, um, well, when I was going through my list, I got to thinking about this song. I mean, he's obviously separated or divorced from this lady. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel bad for him. It's a bummer song. It's super sad. Yeah. But um, I got to thinking about Michael Scott talking about Toby. And he said, Toby's not, Toby works for HR. So he's not really a part of our family. <laughs> and he's also divorced. So he's not really a part of his family <laughs> either. <laughs> That's my, I'm just I'm picturing Toby Flinders in an old pickup truck. <laughs> Driving around the block, looking at this lady's house, <laughs> and you know, potentially the Scranton Strangler. So, I have Toby Keith might be the Scranton Strangler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get this guy out of my gas station. In. <laughs> I've heard enough. I don't want to witness this. <laughs> you know, I I do have. A, uh, a misheard lyric that I forgot to mention. Oh, do you? From? From Wish I Didn't Know Now. He says, I'd rather go on loving blind girl than go on loving without you. Mm-hmm. I thought he said, I'd rather go on loving blind girls <laughs> than go on loving without you. And I remember thinking... I mean, I don't know why you have to bring blind people into this. Or like how that, it's relevant. It's not relevant at all. That's not necessary. Like, <laughs> what are you trying to say here, Toby? Is that, is that meant to be 
a slight or an insult? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so at the time I was like, I mean, you know, that's that's a little disrespectful. <laughs> you don't have to go there, man. <laughs> like, who cares if she's blind? <laughs> but uh, too far, Toby. Too far. You've gone too far once again. <laughs> I will say that in re-listening to Toby also, I felt like there were a lot of tracks that had some potential cringe in context. Yeah. Just like the the creepy, who's that man where he's just stalking him through town? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, whoa, guy. Like, maybe if I'm, he's like, if I stopped in, would it cause a scene? He's like, probably. Honestly, yeah, it probably would. Probably. I kind of feel like you're planning on it. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, he ain't worth missing. We should be kissing. Like she just, she's having a hard time. She just broke up. Like <laughs> maybe give her a week or two to you know get through this. Stop all this foolish wishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to see a cut of the "Who's That Man" music video, but it's meant to be like a summer horror movie. <laughs> In a town. <laughs> Who's that suspecting man? family? <laughs> Who's that man He's starring like, Toby Keith? He's just standing staring through a window. Yeah. <laughs> That's my tree. I planted it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that man? Well, the uh, the portion that I had alluded to earlier, we've never done this. We've never had to. No, not yet. We've never the time had has come. To. This will probably not be the last time, but it's certainly mm-hmm. the first. And um, so we want to go through a handful of Toby's all-time worst songs yep. since 2000. We're going to talk about what's down there at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Bring it to light. <laughs> that barrel's deep. There's a lot. There's a plethora of things, you know, but... Just before we, I don't know if you have any of these, I just wrote a few down that caught my eye that I always think of when I think of the worst songs, but there's a lot of stuff out there. There's, once once again, if we were talking about cringe moments in Toby Key songs, yep. who's your daddy? It's terrible. Uh, oh my gosh. It made my, it uh, made my all-time worst list it, for sure. It makes me uncomfortable. Who's your like daddy? It. And it's, it's, it's just not a good song, lyrically or like musically. It's a dumpster fire. Vocally, it's just terrible. Yeah. Huge hit yeah. for him. Or like, maybe not just like, they don't have to be cringy or weird, but like just in overall content, they're just, I just don't, I think they're just not good songs to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's it, Whiskey Girl. Oh, God. Uh, God Lover. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to know one that I cannot handle at all? Do you have Do you have yours in any order, or no, or just all you hate them all equally? No, I picked three that I real. I mean, I could have gone on and on, but I, I picked three really bad ones, and that was one of them. Was Who's Your Daddy? I think it's harder to pick the top three worst songs for Toby Keith than yeah. to pick favorite songs. One hundred percent. Like it was painful to go through his discography and look at the track listings. And pick out songs like yeah, it was painful to have to read through them all. Like, oh gosh, I remember that one. Oh, it would hurt too. That you, was bad. You really do have a moment when you see some of those track listings and you're like, who is that man? That's, <laughs> that's not Toby. <laughs> this is not how we started out. Here's a good, here's a good bad one. I want to talk about me. 
Oh. Want to talk about me? Wanna that was on that, that album, Un- Unleashed or Off the Chain. One of those it two. It was like the bottom of Cowboy Boots. Like was the yeah. cover, which was better a better cover than a lot of his other ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a doghouse or like. <laughs> yeah, Off the Chain, Unleashed. <laughs> He had some very weird uh, album titles. Yeah. Also. Yeah. And what what's sad is that, like, given his his early '90s track record, there's a there's a decent chance that he might have some like listenable songs on some of these records. But I will never go searching for no, because I can't do it. I don't want to be hurt more than when I've already been hurt. <laughs> I don't want to know what else is out there that could potentially <laughs> make me sad. <laughs> What else you got? What's, what's another good, bad one? Well, I had the three that I'd picked. I'd kind, kind of tried to arrange in order, but it's really hard when they're all equally terrible. Yeah. Um, but if I guess if I had to organize them, three for me would probably be American Ride. Well, that's not a good song. No, that's where <laughs> the, the fit really hit the shan for me. <laughs> it was, oh, man, like the, the lyrics... <laughs> oh, so bad! It's and then good. the music video is like weird, like puppetry, yeah, or some form. Like, uh, <laughs> reminds me of like Team America. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> only not slightly entertaining. Oh, that was that was one of the ones that I think hurt me the most. Yeah, because when you go compared to other tracks from the early nineties, you're just like, what did you do? From here to there, You're like man, come on, what are you doing? Like, is this a joke to you? Like, it's like, oh look, they're buying it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a, in- and I started to like do research and be like, I wonder how these tracks performed on the charts. Yeah, but then I didn't because I thought I would find it too upsetting. Yeah, I thought it would fi- it would upset me so much that so I just I didn't even want to know where they charted. <laughs> I don't know if his first songs, like his first hits, were so good that he just gained lifelong fans that were like, no matter what Toby does, I don't care if he kills that lady, we are going to follow yep. him to the ends of the earth. <laughs> Apparently that's what's happened because yeah. he is still gigantic. Yeah. Like still. He really is. Uh, here's one. How do you like me now? Oh! This is where the wheels really started oh, to fall off the gosh. wagon. Like from even, even like the intro guitar is highly annoying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's setting the song up to be a terrible song. Even, you know, even without all the great lyrics that they put in there, it's just terrible. It's so bad. And it's just, a, I don't know, very uh, weird, arrogant song lyric lyrically that's just like yeah. kind of gross. I feel like I just don't yeah. care for it. And i th- I'd read that they tried to pitch that before when he'd wrote it a few years prior when mm-hmm. he was on Mercury Records, and they're like, no, they were smart people. And I guess when he switched labels and had some more flexibility, I'm like, yeah, sure, cut that song. We That needs to be on there. Let's make it the title track. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> How do you like me now? Here's one that I, I would kind of be surprised if if you didn't have this one just because I feel like we used to hang out a lot. It was one. It was a radio song that played yeah. way more than it ever should have. Trailer Hood. <laughs> you remember that? How bad that was? It was terrible. It was so bad. Always something going on down in the trailer hood. And I don't. I don't care, Toby. It's just no. 
Once again, another terrible music video. <laughs> Ain't as good as I once was. Oh, that one's a... <laughs> not great. Now, like you could you could make the argument that I love this bar. Is it a? It's decent. It's mm-hmm. listenable at least. It's not great by any stretch. Mm-hmm. Now that now Kelsey did say on the West Virginia episode that she she unashamedly yeah. loves that song. Yep. But um, I mean, you could argue that it's it's at least listenable. In in comparison to some of these other tracks, <laughs> I would listen to it on repeat all day for the rest of my life. I would rather hear that than have to listen to "Who's Your Daddy" one yeah. more time. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Your Daddy is one of those songs that if you have to listen to it more than just to re- recognize that it's "Who's Your Daddy," that it makes you want to swerve into traffic. I feel like <laughs> Who's like, your daddy? <laughs> it's just so obnoxious and terrible. Yeah. Well, here's one we haven't mentioned yet. Courtesy courtesy of the red, white, and blue. blue. Don't come at me. Don't come at me. (laughs) I'm not saying anything. This guy hates freedom. No. (laughs) This guy hates American soldiers. It's not true. It's not true. But this song, you know why I don't like it? I feel like it's pandering. Yeah. It's pandering. I don't know if you guys, you can do this on your own time. If you feel like uh, like a real adult, you can go watch Bo Burnham's pandering video. And he just makes fun of country music, basically, like modern country music, mm-hmm. how it just like panders terribly. And just kind of the, some of the, like the, like the catchphrases and keywords they throw out. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, and it's not even so much against toby as it is to like there for a while i mean obviously it was you know this was like a response to september 11th you know terrible tragedy in u.s history and um well he kind of took that and you know he he releases this song it's a gigantic song and shortly thereafter a lot of other not as well-known country artists started trying to do the the same thing to kind of mm-hmm. gain that yeah i feel like that's at a uh, point it's cringy. it's a very turning point song in country music because it was like oh this this makes crazy crazy money yeah so let's just let's take away like anything that has any real connection or feeling or uh heartfelt story or tell about it right. let's just let's just mention these keywords and phrases that we know resonate well on radio. Right. And that's how you end up with stuff like Luke Bryan just singing about a truck every other song that he has. and like I still haven't forgiven Daryl Worley for rhyming, trying to rhyme Ben Laden with Forgotten. forgotten. He tried. Come on, man. Come on. We haven't forgotten, Daryl. We have not forgotten about that song. And we won't. I wish we could. I wish we could go back. Wish I didn't know now, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say that Trailer Hood was probably, for a long time, my least favorite Toby Keith song. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where you say, it can't get no worse than this. (laughs) And (laughs) boy, was I wrong. Then it does. And I'll tell you when it got worse was when Red Solo Cup came out. Red which, Solo once again, Cup. I feel like it's just a money grab, pandering yep. party song. It's like all he's talking about beer. People will buy this record. People will. And, you know, 
another song that you couldn't escape if you wanted to. Yeah, I never looked, for a while. looked in if there was any correlation between, like, you know, maybe some uh, sponsorship from mm. Solo. But either way, uh, it's not even – I don't know what it is. It, as far as the genre, I'm like yeah. dirty brown water trash. I don't know if that's what you'd call that, but it's it's bad. <laughs> I'm sorry if you like this song, but it's terrible. Like, Okay, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about the uh, the title track from his hit movie, Beer for My Horses, with Willie Nelson? It's rough because... Where do you land? Like, it, it has Willie Nelson, and I love Willie Nelson mm. with my whole heart. He's amazing. Yeah. But to me, it's one of those songs, like, the first time you hear it, like, well, that's a neat collaboration. Yeah. And... It's got some good lines in there. Yeah. But I feel like after you hear it one to three times, yeah. like, okay. Like, all right. I don't need to hear it no I more. I get it. We get it. <laughs> you, you, your horses like to drink, I guess. Cool cool story. <laughs> Had it not been for, like, if, if it hadn't been for Willie on there, like, it would be totally unlistenable. Yeah. But you tend to give it more of a chance just because Willie Nelson's on there, you know? Yeah. I, anything that says with Willie Nelson, it's going to get a chance for it's, me yeah. at least, you know? Everybody who's anybody is at least going to spin it once, and that's enough enough listens there to, you know, make it a hit probably. So Yeah, yep. I'll never forget that music video either. <laughs> it's basically just clips from the movie, but oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, if you've seen the video, you've seen all you need to see of the movie. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't want to go further. Grandpappy told my pappy back, and that's <laughs> that's not even a great verse no. from Willie. But yeah, at, at a, a thousand followers on Instagram, we watch Broken Bridges and then Beer for My Horses back to back, back to back. <laughs> and then we go to an eye washing station. We we can either uh, live stream that experience, or we can um, we could uh, live tweet it. Something mm -hmm, like that. Yeah. We haven't used our Twitter for anything yet, so that'd be a good time to start. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave a, a stellar review for both of those films. <laughs> I think for me, the subconsciously, like the song, the God Lover song, mm -hmm. I can't stand it so much, is that the time when that was popular is that I worked at our like, local grocery store uh -huh. <laughs> as a carryout. Yeah. And well, like, you know, I don't know how they go about picking their radio station but it's literally like you get 20 songs and that's the only 20 songs you hear all day mm. on repeat for as long as you're there and that was one of them i tell you what another one was was um trisha yearwood georgia rain. georgia rain yeah every uh, time you walk through there it like it's all georgia it's like it automatically rain. they press play for you <laughs> terrible song i wanted to drown myself in the georgia rain <laughs> And that uh, also a trio with that, the three that I always think of from my time there, because it was the main ones that played at the time on the radio, was uh, Toby Keith's God Lover, Trisha Yearwood's Georgia Rain, mm. and Montgomery Gentry's uh, Something to Be Proud Of. <laughs> That's something to oh, be proud of. I heard those way too many times. <laughs> that could have been... That, Montgomery Gentry could have been really good. I won't say great. But they could have been they really had, good. They had some real good stuff in there, like um, yeah, they had Hillbilly the Shoes. That's a yeah. toe tapper. Yep. Um, House on the Corner. Yeah. I remember I used to have a, a 
the Montgomery Gentry shirt I would wear when we played these hardcore shows and stuff. That you bought from Hot Topic, Hot oddly Topic enough. of all places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think our video we shared of our from our OOA reminiscing uh, episode that 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 show you were wearing the Montgomery Gentry shirt. I wish I still had that. Yeah, <laughs> that one slipped away. Like, do you listen to Montgomery Gentry? I, do you not? Are you like, uncultured, <laughs> sir? Okay, easy, Deb Wars Prada. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare say a word about Montgomery Gentry. <laughs> and and then just, uh, you know, to touch on how bad some of those songs were, also yeah. some really bad album album titles that Toby had. Oh, boy. Uh, right out the gate, you know, from 99 and after, How Do You Like Me Now? Pull My Chain. Okay. All right. Unleashed. Which I guess that's post-pulling the chain and he's escaped. <laughs> uh, Shocking y'all. Shocking y'all. That might be my favorite one that I love to hate. Yeah. That was awful. <laughs> that's a terrible. Honky Tonk University, which is anything far from any Honky Tonk songs, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, white Trash With Money. <laughs> what? What do you want to call this one, Toby? Uh, white trash with money. <laughs> I feel like he had, like, like nobody. Maybe it's because he's like seven foot eight, uh, yeah. left tackle yeah. for the Drillers. But nobody has ever told him no. No, they must. They must be afraid to. Obviously, it's like really, Toby. You want to call it? You want to call it shocking y'all? Yeah. Yep. That's, a, that's that's great. Nobody's ever thought of that. And I can't believe it. That's really good. I guarantee that will be the only record that's ever been named that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Big Dog Daddy <laughs> from 2008. <laughs> like, please, no. I don't know how many people are calling you Daddy, Toby Keith, but I don't want to encounter any of them and hear them call you Daddy. Like, no thanks. Hard pass. <laughs> like, why, Toby? American Ride, you know, title track. <laughs> Bullets in the gun. Bullets in the gun. Jeez. That's just... I can't wait to dive into some of these um, several Christmas records he has. He has quite a few, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he sure does. <laughs> I love the uh, Christmas to Christmas album cover, though. It's just him and the horse walking yeah. through the snowfield. And, like... <laughs> and that's that one was kind of early on. Maybe it'll be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I've I seen a track there that was uh, Bethlehem to Birmingham, so with TBD. <laughs> it's, sh- it's bound to be good, right? You'll find out this holiday season. <laughs> Maybe we'll also operate with our... Uh, Best country Christmas songs also throw in a few worst country Christmas songs. There are a handful I can think of right off the bat. <laughs> so stick with us at least through December and you won't be sorry. <laughs> How do you like me now? I'm going to be singing that all night too. Maybe all yep. day tomorrow. Lucky you. And lucky Kelsey. <laughs> yep, yep. Sorry, babe. How do you like me now? and he has i mean he has several greatest hits records one of them is and this was in 2008 toby keith 35 biggest hits can you pick 35 songs out that are 
biggest hits up to 2008. Can you find someone that's made it through that whole album? Uh, Who's your daddy? Yeah, to 2008 is not an ample amount of time to produce 35 hits, and I know for a fact he doesn't have them. <laughs> 2019 greatest hits, the show dog years. He's got what? this thing about dogs, apparently. Or that most recent stuff that's like from, I guess, the bus songs or whatever. Yeah. But like the song he released, I guess, once again to Pander and Money Grab, like on uh, back in April, that was like Wacky Tobacky or something like that. Was just oh, Toby. Stop. Stop. God. Stop. Toby. No. That's my reaction when I find out that anytime that Toby Keith has released a new track. It's like it's Michael's reaction from the office when he finds out that Toby's come back from uh, Puerto Rico. It's like, no! Why? God, no. Man. This has been fun. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you guys for... if If you also feel the same way that we do about some of these Toby tracks... Thanks for sticking out to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry if you like some of those Toby tracks or if, yeah, we're not as much trying to dog Toby Keith as we are just trying to express our hurt for what he once was and what we'd hoped he'd be and what whatever, whatever he is now. But I just want to see the real Toby Keith come back and reclaim his throne like on uh, Lord of the Rings 2, like yep. Return of the King. Yeah, I'm just seeing. I'm just seeing him sitting well, there with, well, with a Return crown. Return of on. the King was Lord was of the three. Rings three, but I'm talking about when what's his head was like, like a basically a zombie and had a little weird little dude. Yeah, that's yeah. Like you, Lord of the Rings people, like don't come at me. I don't always remember the names of these people. There's a billion <laughs> of them, and they're all weird. But uh, great movies, great. I, I won't say they're not great movies, but I want to see Toby like regain all the feeling in his brain and his hands and his mm-hmm. face. I want to see that happen in, in come, our lifetime. Come on. <laughs> come on, Toby. <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> That's the first thing on my list and bring back 90s Toby. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. We, um, I can't believe we've made it through 11 episodes of this, and you guys keep listening and keep sharing, and that that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's a privilege to us to get to do this, you know, uh, every other week and uh, hang out and talk 90s country, and uh, hopefully the same for y'all, and it allows yeah. us to do some cool stuff also, Yeah, like uh, some merchandise options, some hats, uh, some shirts, and... Most recently, as you will have seen by now, if you follow us on socials, some Chattahoochee Podcast koozies for your beverages. They are beautiful, too. They look yeah. so good. They're quite fancy. They they look so good. My LaCroix will be colder than the Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it cool with the Chattahoochee Podcast. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. Yeah, if you're looking for a sweet a sweet koozie to uh, close out the summer with, you know, if you live around here, you know, it, it stays hot for a while. Yeah. It stays all well, you know, our our September's even are pretty daggone hot. Ninety percent humidity usually. So yeah. Yep, yep, all humidity. And if you have one of our sweet koozies, at least whatever you're sipping on will it'll, not suffer. It'll keep your can from crying. 
<laughs> and listening to nineties Toby will keep you cry- keep you from crying about present day Toby. <laughs> <laughs> we I I think the last episode, the Dwight episode, the big the big number ten, we had the most uh feedback from you guys so far when we wanted to know how Dwight got in them jeans. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I think that's the most that's the most talking we've done directly with you guys on on the socials but um let's keep that going yeah i mean that that was a lot of fun for us and we hope it was fun for you too but um you know let us know how you feel about these like what what great toby songs have we missed what terrible toby songs (laughs) did we fail to mention we want to hear it and (laughs) also you know ask yourself ask yourself the same question and let us know if you know, but who is that man? <laughs> it's not that's not our Toby. <laughs> Hashtag not my Toby. Not my Toby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go um go subscribe, follow, like, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Spread the word. Yes. If you're enjoying it, make sure somebody else hears it and enjoys it as well. Yeah. If you're enjoying the show and want any of the things we mentioned, uh, shirts, hats, koozies, to-be-determined merchandise, hit yep. us up. Let us know. We'll get one out to you. Yep. Yep. We are not slowing down. There's several ideas already you know, ready to go, and I can't wait for each and every one of them. Yes. Each and every one of them. We, uh, <laughs> we just have a thread where we just are sharing all these ideas and stuff. And each one gets me more excited than, yeah. than the last one. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, until next time, I guess in true Michael Scott fashion, we can say, Goodbye, Toby. Me. It's been nice. <laughs> Hope you find your double wide paradise. <laughs> Toby. Toby. <laughs> we love you guys. See you next time.